This is the Fantasy Nightcap, a Fantasy Nightcap production with your host, Shane. Kick back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome into the Fantasy Nightcap. Grab a drink, kick back, and relax. I'm your host for the night, Shane. You can find me on Twitter at FFShaneB. And joining me tonight is one of your hosts of the Fantasy Facts, Mr. Seth Keller. And Seth, I know I didn't do you justice on your intro there. So please, tell us how you're doing and tell us where else people can find you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, I'm doing fantastic. Um, minus the thrashing we just took in our basketball uh, league that I'm in. Um, nice little 18 point loss. But, uh, you know, other than that, uh, not too bad. I, I have my my little glass of bourbon here. I took my ibuprofen so my old man bones and muscles can kind of recuperate enough to to not wake up in, in absolute pain. So I'm I'm feeling good right now um i'm excited to talk some football because that's what i enjoy doing and you know that's that's what we're here to do right help the help the people out right shane that is what we are here to do and somehow i made my microphone quieter so uh we're adjusting this on the fly people um but yeah that is what we are here to do and i am sorry for your thrashing that you took in basketball uh I mean, you had nothing to do with it. It was all the fact that we just couldn't hit. We couldn't hit water falling out of a boat today. Like it was. <laughs> I hate those days. <laughs> oh, it's it was so bad, so so bad. And apparently, apparently, I hip checked. I'm like, I'm not a small guy. I'm like six one two. I'm under two twenty now because I've been cutting down a little bit of weight. Dude oh, was like six five six six, like two fifty plus, and they're like, "Oh no, you hip checked them. Totally altered the shadows." Like he didn't even move. Like and I, and it was like nope, hip check. Give him the, give give him the bucket and an extra shot. And I got like mauled on the other end of the court. And there, I'm like nothing, nothing at all. No, like hit hit in the head like three times. It was like oh, come on, Lord. come on, give me something, give me a little something. That's gross. Whatever. That is what it is. Yeah. Um. The the last league game I played in, they threw out our best player in like the first five minutes, oh, and it was fun. it was straight ego on the refs part. I was not happy, um, but it's okay. I made myself laugh for the rest of the game because I continued to call him great value Rob Lowe because that's what he looked like. <laughs> so. Nice. All right. So as Seth mentioned, we are here to talk about football, and uh, we'll get to the question we always ask, but. Tonight's topic, we're doing a Q&A. I just threw out a, hey, what questions do you guys have on the old Twitter? And uh, you people did not disappoint. So we've got about 15 questions across football and lifestyle to answer. So um, we tried to frame it as questions you would ask if you were a beginning fantasy football player. Because uh, that's who that's who I wanted to target with this episode. So if you are new to fantasy football, hopefully these questions will help you guys out. But before we dive into that, there's one question we always ask on the nightcap, Seth, and that is, what are you drinking? Oh, uh, I have a little of New York's own uh, Great Jones bourbon made right on the corner of Great Jones and Broadway in New York City. Uh, Just a hop, skip and a jump away from where I'm recording tonight. Um... Figure I'd go a little local. It was a gift, so there was a little bit left, and I was like, you know what? This is a fantastic thing to plug into the show today, and uh, then I'm gonna wash it down at the end uh, with a little coarse lights and uh, my little my little Cowboys koozie. Atta boy, go Cowboys! Doubly smart, triply smart. One repping the Cowboys always a smart good idea. Yes. Two, the koozie keeps it cold while I'm recording, and three, you don't hear it. Because the koozie muffles the sound of the can going up and down on the desk that I'm recording on. Oh, mm. that is that is triply smart. Now, mm-hmm. the only thing that it does not need to muffle is when you open it. We need to hear that crack mm. nice, loud, and clear on, on the show. Absolutely. Perfect. 
All right, you ready to jump into the show? Oh, I Absolutely. forgot. I'm drinking vodka, cranberry, and Sprite. I just threw it together because I needed something refreshing. There you go. Nice. And I will put the vodka type in the show sheet because I don't remember what it is. <laughs> um, so it's, it's one of those types of night, huh, Shane? Where you're just like, ah, uh, it's it's vodka. That's that's much. what it is. That's what I need right now. That is just just any type. That is absolutely a hundred percent correct. Nice. So uh, I've done a, a lot of driving in the last forty eight hours. So I'm uh, I just needed a, a, a little refreshing vodka and, and cranberry and spray. There you go. <laughs> go get you some. There you go. Cheers. Cheers to you, buddy. Cheers. All right. Wow, that looked really pink when I just held it up to the computer screen. Um, <laughs> All right, Seth, first question. This was thrown to me on Twitter by, I don't remember, should have written that down. We'll get back to it. But is it ever all right to just draft players that you root for or cheer for? Seth, I'm throwing it to you first. Oh, hell, hell yes. Hell yes. Um, yeah, why not? Like, I I think this is also a question. This is... I'm a big context guy. It's all about that to me. Um, for me, it's a question of like, do you know what you're getting into in your league? Because if you're in a league where it's a big money league or people are going to be super competitive, then you want to be a little bit held back on this. But if you're just in a home league with your buddies, if you're in like a work league where it's like, Hey, well, I'll throw in 20 bucks, whatever, winner take all, like, then yeah, like, you know, if you're doing it for more fun than like a lifelong goal, I'm going to make me some real money, then yeah, root, get get players that you root for anyways, because then you just have even more fun on Sundays when you're playing the game, right? Like you're watching the game and playing fantasy at the same time. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, I said absolutely on the show sheet. I think it's more than acceptable to draft players that you cheer for. Um, it, I completely agree with your context too. Of like, if it's a big money league, you might want to stray away from that strategy just a little bit. Um, but at the same time, fantasy football is supposed to be fun. Ultimately. Yes. It's fun to win and win money, but it's meant to be fun. So it's more fun to draft players that you like. So draft the players that you like. Yeah. I'll throw in there also. Throw in there also, um, like a little part B to this question. It's also totally okay to draft guys just for team name purposes. Like there's a rookie <laughs> tight end whose last name is Crawl, like the awesome movie from the '80s, Crawl. Like the uh, you never. Oh my goodness! It's so it's so good. It's it's one of those so good, so bad. It's so good. Like movies, the dude has it's like a ninja star thing, octopus arm that he like pushes the button and blades shoot out of it, and it's literally called crawl. And there's a tight end on the Saints that everybody's like, oh well, they don't have any tight ends down there. Like he might become a thing. Boom, Thomas Crawl. I picked him up off of waivers in a couple of leagues to be like, guys, I can use this GIF. All season long. <laughs> That's totally cool too. In a league though, where it's like twenty five bucks, and it's yeah. just a bunch of guys. Like you were, it's still competitive, but it's also like my team is in second place. Taking a guy like that, I, you know, a long shot on a tight end. I'm probably gonna churn that part of the roster anyways. Yeah. Like, yeah, I will I will take that player. I will pick him up for free off the waiver wire. I'll draft him at the end of, you know, an end of a draft just for the fact to play the crawl gifs. Yeah. Just all for as long as he's on my team. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I think one of my favorite team names that I've seen, it's not like I don't even really think it's that clever. I just like it is uh, Kittle and Pitts. Mm hmm. Like kibble and bits. I saw one today. Very not appropriate. Is, is, oh, is it okay to say very not appropriate team names? Look, you've given us a warning. Okay. So this is your okay. warning, people. So you can only name the name your team this if you have Travis Etienne on your team. I, this is so funny. 
It's so good. The team name is ETN, like Eaton Ass Season. Eaton Ass Season. And it's like, that's funny. Like, you can't read that and not go, (laughs) I literally was thinking of the exact same thing before you said it. So good. I'll have to... Shane, Shane, you do it. You'll have to look it up. Who was the person that originally posted it and drop yeah. it into, you know, shout it out on, on, you know, on the comments and stuff like that. Because that, that my friend is high quality team name naming. Yeah. hundred yeah, percent. Whatever that is. Yeah. So next one is if I were just starting out, what's the best format for bringing? beginners and this was from jeff lambert and he listed out redraft keeper dynasty and then within the thread best ball and dfs were mentioned so we're gonna play like the audience is dumb just for a minute not saying that you are audience you're great but we're gonna play like you're dumb for a minute and explain what all those different types are real quick and seth i'm gonna put the pressure on you and let you do that sure so DFS stands for daily daily fantasy, um, and with that, <clears throat> you're basically doing um, a single game, a single slate of games on a Sunday. Maybe it's a week of games, and you. Um, my favorite DFS ones are the draft ones. Shout out to Underdog, um, who's kind of taken over in that realm. Um, but there's plenty of other ones like DraftKings, FanDuel, stuff like that that you can do um, that are all daily fantasy, right? Um, those are, that's actually, that's a great way if you're listening to this, granted it's June now, but if you're listening to this in like September, October, November time, and you're like, oh man, everybody's talking about fantasy football and I can't get in. That's a great way to like dip your toe in the water and just figure out like, well, how does scoring work? How does, you know, creating different drafts work? How does, you know, just how do I get a feel for what's going on? That's great if you're a beginner after the start of the season. Um, and and then... The whole thing with DFS, too, is like there are <clears throat> boundless accounts that are dedicated mm-hmm. to just DFS. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of content that they produce to... And, and the fun part about DFS, I think, is that you can... Win. Hey, Fantasy Nightcap listeners, this is FF Shane B here giving you guys a quick ad for Newsly. Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given moment and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time in the history of the internet, the entire web becomes listenable, all in one place. You can browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling, start listening. You can follow any topic as specific as you like from sports like us, science, to Bitcoin, or even the Kardashians. It will find you the latest articles and read them to you aloud. And they have podcasts as well, which is where we come into play. So explore trending podcasts from over 50 countries. Our podcast, Fantasy Nightcap, is there too. I started using it as my default podcast app, and you should too. Download and use Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link in the description, and use promo code FNC Podcast. That's with a zero, not an O. And receive a one-month free premium subscription. Have a great day, and join Newsly. Win money usually the quickest uh, if you're you know you're lucky enough. So, but there's yeah. plenty of people out there that are focused on helping you win money. Yeah, and DFS is one of those things where you will get some people like you. You want this is one of those beginner things that we kind of talked about before the show where it's like you want to know what you're getting into in the different DFS leagues, different games that you're playing in, because there are some real sharks out there that you're like, oh, it's a quarter league. I'm going to throw my quarter in for a chance to win one hundred thousand dollars. Yay. And there's somebody else out there that's like, well, I've created the maximum number of entries using this algorithm and I've put them all in and here's my pocket full of quarters because I'm going to put in every one of these different lineups and maximize my chance of return. 
you're not going to compete against that with a single lineup unless you are extremely lucky. So yeah. you want to know with DFS, it, D, treat DFS like gambling because it's based. It's pretty, it's pretty basically close what it is. It's not gambling, but it is close to it. Um, especially depending on where you live, because the different States have all different sorts of rules on what is and what isn't gambling. Um, but you want to treat it like it's gambling because you want to definitely set yourself a bankroll. You want to know like, okay, I'm going to put this amount of money in and then just let it ride. Like I'm not going to keep re-upping. I'm not going to keep kind of pushing um, more and more money in because that's how you're going to get into a really big hole and you want to avoid that just in general. Yeah, definitely. There's a lot on DFS. There is. So, then best ball, I love best ball because it scratches my need to draft. Oh, so yeah, best definitely. ball is super um, super simple. You get in a league on Underdog or DraftKings. I don't know if FanDuel has it, but I know those two have it. Um, or Sleeper even. Mm-hmm. And you draft. And then that's it. You don't have to worry about setting lineups. Typically, you don't have to worry about waivers unless it is a uh, dynasty league that is also best ball. You don't have to worry about trades. And so best ball is great if you are a beginner because you can kind of get some practice in drafting and figuring out where people go typically. Yeah, and the one thing I would say, and this will get into the next section with redraft also because redraft and best ball are kind of like two sides of the same coin just in the uh, yeah. just the, with the difference being that for the most part the, there are some very rare like dynasty best balls but for the most part if you're doing best ball you're doing a season long best ball um and just like redraft which is season long but it takes the the managing aspect out of it you're not working the waiver wire you're not um you're not doing any trading you're not you know setting a lineup that that's the benefits of best ball versus um redraft right and so depending on where you want to go if you want to get i would say for a beginner your best place to start is probably if you can get in some honestly i would say mocks before best ball just to get a sense of where people are going and whatnot before you start putting money into best ball and then hey what happened i just i thought i was just practicing um and each time you did that you you know you're losing five bucks or whatever putting into those different best balls um but i think redraft really sets you up for understanding like you know, when, when do guys earn, like get value? When do guys mm-hmm. become waiver wire pickups? When, you know, how does value fluctuate throughout the season? Um, you know, how can I make a trade here, or there? What are some of those trade values? And I feel like redraft gives you kind of that whole kit and caboodle, like in one season. And then you can build off of that where you go, okay, I, I really love the drafting aspect, but I've kind of gotten to that point where I don't want to, I, I don't want to manage too many more leagues. I'm like, I'm at that point now where I've like, I think I have like 15 or 16 managed leagues. Um, and, and despite the, I think it's now a joke around Twitter, but despite the, I'm only, I'm only cutting leagues. I'm not picking up any more leagues this year. Okay, fine. I have two more leagues this year. Like, <laughs> despite, Bite that, which I, that's real life for me right now. I'm like, no, 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 no more leagues. Oh, wait, you want to, oh, you want me, uh, you know, okay, okay, I'll do one more league. Um, despite that, you know, best ball is great for that situation where it's like, okay, no, I don't, I don't want to manage anymore, but I still want to draft and I still want to figure yeah. out where, where are players' values that I can now apply to best ball and to dynasty because. It's like, hey, this guy's value is a whole lot higher than I think it should be. Yeah. Maybe I need to reconfigure my thinking or I need to go out. I need to try and sell this guy that's on my team because I think he's going to be bad, but everybody else is valuing him a lot higher. So maybe I can get, you know, get him off my squad right now and pick up some, some, you know, some valuable assets. 
Yeah, 100%. 100%. Okay, so now I want to dive into redraft. To answer the old, the the initial question that Jeff asked, uh, I think that redraft is the best for beginners. It's you're like when people say fantasy football just out in society, they mean redraft. And that is where you are drafting your team every single year. Week by week, you're doing waiver pickups. You can make trades within the league where it's player for player um, or two for ones even. But um, your team resets essentially every year. I think that's the, the best league type for beginners. Then you can take it to the next step, which is keeper. And that is where you have anywhere from one keeper to nine keepers can be more depending on the league settings. But basically in a keeper league, it's redraft, but you can keep a player or up to nine, depending again on your league settings to kind of start your, your cornerstone of your team. And there's different rules typically, again, depending on the league where like if you keep a player that you drafted in the second round, then you lose your first round pick the next year. But again, that's going to vary based on the league. I I recommend that for keeper leagues also having some kind of like graduating um, right scale of cost for keeping those players on because otherwise, you know, there's there's players that people just miss on in certain drafts and then they just become absolute steals because there's no graduated way for them to, to cost more. So I, I highly recommend that to keep um, balance equal in, in, in the league. Yeah. And I was actually about to mention uh, one of my home leagues is an auction keeper league. Mm-hmm. So each year, the player gets progressively more expensive. So like if you draft, uh, let's say I drafted, (laughs) I drafted Christian McCaffrey for $71 this past draft. I had money to burn on running backs. It still hurts though. So this year, if I keep him, he would be 76. Then if I keep him again, he'd be 81. And so each year you tack on $5 to the previous price. So I, I do like that kind of scale uh, for a, an auction type draft. But yeah, keeper is the next step up, I would think, from redraft potentially. Mm. Then Seth and I are probably in too many of these leagues and they're dynasty leagues. Mm-hmm. And I love dynasty. If you've listened to the Nightcap, you know I love dynasty. This is essentially a dynasty podcast. of the time until in season. So dynasty, you keep your whole squad every single year from the first guy you drafted to the last guy you drafted, unless you cut him. And the cool part about this is you have a draft each year, but it is a rookie draft. So you are drafting rookies from that incoming year. So like this year you're drafting Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, etc. Crawl. Crawl <laughs> in your rookie drafts. The part I love about Dynasty is it makes me feel more like an NFL GM because I can trade players for draft picks because draft picks are like currency in Dynasty and you can use those to leverage your team. So I love Dynasty. It's super fun. I didn't start playing Dynasty though until probably three years ago. So I had done keeper and obviously redraft, but I didn't start playing dynasty until about three years ago. And I will warn you if you are like me, it's addicting. So that is uh, my warning there. Yeah. I've been, I've been in dynasty leagues for uh, it's probably going to be my seventh year. I think um, yeah. this year for my, my longest running dynasty league. Um and I have, like I mentioned, I have, I think it's like 16-ish leagues that I'll be in this year where it's like managed. Because in Dynasty, you're still managing throughout the season. You got to pick who's going to be in your starting lineup. You got to, you, you're doing trades all season long. Like, you yes. know, that's part of the fun of Dynasty is, you know, the the quote unquote, there is no off season, right? Um, but 
with that, it's gone from about one dynasty league that's like started seven years ago. And then probably about five years ago, I started um, getting into leagues with the groups of guys that I would write with. And now I'm in somewhere around like eight to 10 dynasty leagues. And I'll probably like, it'll fluctuate a little bit because some will crumble, some will modify, some will move. And that's where you really want to have a good core of people. If you're going to do a dynasty league, because the worst, the worst thing with a dynasty league is I think I, I read it somewhere in the past. It's like the average lifespan of a dynasty league is three years. And yep. so like at some point, if you don't have a good solid core of guys, you're never going to get the full dynasty experience. Cause you're never going to make a run for a chip rebuild and then make another run for a chip. Yeah. And that's, that is the greatest part about dynasty is that that cyclical aspect of it of you know what this year we're tearing it down i have these yeah. players that i'm gonna move and i'm i'm gonna say you know what this year it's just it's not working and then i'm gonna i'm just gonna fully restock for next year or i'm gonna have a two-year plan um but if you have a three-year plan that's what you want to be careful of because if you're in one of those leagues there's a chance that your league's done before you ever get to, you know, see your plan come to fruition. Yep. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I had a two-year plan in my uh, home dynasty league, and uh, it's it's coming to fruition, and I'm excited. Nice. So, anything you would want to add to this answer on like what's the best format for beginners? I mean, honestly, it's it's. I would say the best thing is just getting into it. Like, you know, redraft again, I think is probably the best way to, to get into it. But again, if you, if you miss, um, if you miss that, that, that kind of start of the season, jump into some DFS stuff, DFS stuff. It's, it'll help you get acquainted with player values and how they change from week to week and where, you know, what happens with, you know, player projections and whatnot. Um, But then also like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't tell people to, Hey, you haven't played much fantasy, but some guys that you, you know, you're close with or some girls that you're close with or some just people in general that you're close with are like, Hey, we got a dynasty league, a spot just opened up. I know you're a big football person. Hey, do you want to jump in and 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 you know take over this spot? We we have it open. Like if you want to get into fantasy, take advantage of that. And yeah. then you just start looking for resources because there's plenty of resources out there. There's plenty of guys like like Shane and myself that you drop anything on Twitter and we'll be like, hey, here's an honest opinion of it. Here's yeah. and, and here's a full conversation that we can have about what you have going on and and you know we can't promise that we're giving you the right information because that's just absolutely foolish and anybody that's asinine enough to tell you that they can give you the right information all the time you should be wary of um run away yeah but we can at least give you an honest conversation that's like hey if i were in your spot here's what i would be doing or thinking or trying to make happen and that's you know that's what that's what I love about the fantasy community is no matter what you're playing. Yes. There's the stupid polls that go around. What's what's the, is dynasty better than redraft and all the people that are like Shane and I, that are like, I love dynasty. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it it makes for a fun poll, but honestly, just get into the community. It's fun. Get, get out there, have fun. Um, But always go in first with, the I want to jump in. I want to have fun. I want to explore it. Don't jump into a league that's like, all right, five hundred dollar buy in. Everyone's yeah. super competitive because that's that's going to set yourself up for you know failure. So yeah, just if you're a beginner, just get in, get get in, explore, have fun, and and get to know the the community, the Twitter community. For the most part, ninety nine point nine percent is phenomenal. So get in there and, and have a blast. Make some friends. Yeah, and that actually leads to our next question, Seth, which is 
are there platforms that offer beginners only leagues and or are friendlier to beginners by reputation or metrics my answer to this is platforms personally i would go sleeper or espn now i don't know if they necessarily promote like hey this is a beginners only league uh etc now sleeper you could probably find some in their different chat rooms but seth and i were talking pre-show and kind of like he just mentioned like be wary of those because it may say beginners only and some shark or two has snuck in there and is just looking to take your money i think the best way honestly to judge whether it's a beginners only league or not is probably if it's free uh, if it's free, I feel like that's a good way to start for a beginners-only league. I typically run beginners-only leagues uh, when I have the time because I like to participate in those as well just to kind of up the competition level a little bit but also to like be there for the people that I'm in the leagues with. Um, I know another guy that's good at that is Luke Sawhook. Mm. So... I would check Sleeper in the chats. Twitter is also a great place to find people that you want to do leagues with, um, even beginners-only leagues. So that is my answer to this question. Seth, what do you think? Yeah, and Pat, Pat is too familiar with this response. Uh, I'm going to cheat a little and change the question up to be able to suit my answer that I want to give. Son of a biscuit. <laughs> Um, but I, I think it still gets to the heart of it though. Right. And I would say in depending on your level of comfort, right. Yeah. Do not listen to people out there that are going to argue and basically like poo all over like league sizes. Right. That is a thing yeah. that you will see forever in Twitter. Oh, what is this? A three team league. <laughs> and they think they're hilarious and you know, whatever. Um, it's fun to make if, that joke every now and again, but at like, the same it, time, I get it. Yeah, saying. like I get it. Like it, 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 at times, it's like I'll I'll make that joke, making it as a joke of the people that are making that joke, and I think yeah. that's hilarious. <laughs> and other people just think that I'm making the same joke, and it's like, no, I'm making fun of the people. Oh, whatever, I'm in the group too. Okay, whatever. Um, but if you got if you got six people at work, do a six. Do a six-team league. Create. Yeah. Do do it. Your do a six-team league, and just do a re, do a redraft on sleeper. For redraft, ESPN is fine. For redraft, Yahoo is fine. I'm. I didn't really love NFL.com, but that one, like you can use it. It's okay like, for redraft. See, like there's there's plenty. Like almost every major site will have some kind of redraft friendly enough platform when you start taking the next steps and getting into like dynasty or keepers mm. that's when you want to really start thinking about what platform you're on yeah. or should you transition to but and sleeper is the answer for the most part yeah sleeper <laughs> I, I i found sleeper to be the the best platform for almost everything that I've done, like it, it is not the most customizable out there, but it, it it is probably the best in terms of user interface and being able to to mm. do things um, quickly and easily. Um, and so, back to the original point, though, like if you're a beginner and you got a whole bunch of other beginners, like at work or at school or like even family members that you're like, Hey, we got, you know, I, you probably don't want to start with four teams. It's a, it's a little small, but if, if that's what you got, start that fire that up. And then, you know, people will try if, when they notice that you're in it and you're talking about it and it becomes a thing like, you know, around the water cooler or what, wherever, like at the family gathering, then you start getting more people to jump onto it as well. And then you get mm -hmm. out to like a 12 team league and then you get more familiar and, you know, it's, it's all, you know, taking progress to, to get to that. Um, yeah. and so I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, this is a platform that, you know, you're going to find so many great beginner leagues on, but it's more for me, it's more just, again, just get out there and, and try it and take a shot. And if you if you like it, but you realize like, oh, the five other people that were in my redraft league, like they just 
sucked. I don't want to play with them again. Um, maybe I can go into uh, in, into another one. Um, you know, maybe I can get on Twitter and, and check something, you know, check out some more leagues. So, uh, yeah, just just jump into it. Have fun. And, you know, build you'll build up from there. Yeah, I love that answer, actually. So I'm, I'm fine with you changing the framework of the question. <laughs> All right. Now we're going into a little lifestyle here. Favorite beer. I'm gonna let you answer first. Uh, that's easy. Um, Founders All Day IPA. It's a session ale that um, I drink all year round. Um, I have what I love about it is not only is it taste good and it has a like decent alcohol content in it. Um, again, I can drink it all year round. It's not just a summer beer. It's not a fall, winter, spring, whatever. You know how they come out with certain like flavors where it's only like, yeah, I can only drink this at certain times and like feel like, I, you know, it makes sense. Um, it also is sold in a 15 pack and it just wow. makes me feel <laughs> like I'm getting more. Yeah. Even though like the price is still pretty much the same as if I bought a 12 pack of anything else, but there's 15. So it just it just feels like I'm getting three extra beers, um, you know, That's basically so for interesting. free. Yeah, it's a 15 pack. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, I got I got like three cases of them upstairs in the garage right now, just because I, I I always keep them I always keep them on hand. The the one time I went into my my local beverage barn and there was only like four cases left, and I was like, "What's ha- de- please tell me." they didn't like discontinue this or something. He's like, Oh no, the truck, the truck just got delayed. Uh, it should be here next week. And I was like, not risking it. I'm taking all four. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I, I was like, this could be like the whole Coke thing and they're going to change the <laughs> recipe. And these are the four last good ones. I'm going to stockpile them. Um, so yeah, I, I love that stuff. Good, good stuff right there. Very nice. Uh, again, if you have, uh, listened to the, the fantasy nightcap, you know, my answer to this, uh, my favorite beer is son of a peach and shameless plug. My best friend's father-in-law is the guy that owns the brewery. So I've got a, a, a reason to support them. Um, I don't know if you'd consider it a summer beer, but I will drink it all year long. I'll drink it in winter. I'll drink it in spring. I'll drink it in summer. Uh, I, it doesn't matter because it's a it's a peach wheat ale, five percent alcohol by volume, and it's phenomenal. Super easy to drink, um, and if you like peaches, you're gonna love it. Hmm. So, do they ship to is, New York? That's the question. Do they distribute all the way up here so that I, I can? I don't know, but your boy can help you out. Okay, there we go. That's because I I do enjoy a good flavored beer from time to time like there's a um there's a mango beer campuana mango that is actually really good um oh the the name of the brewery just just left me brain um but the name is campuana mango and it has like a little canoe on the it, it looks it looks like it would be like a summer camp uh you know to to send your kids off to um but camp Juana mango it's a mango flavored i think it's a, a wheat um ale also so it's like nice. a it's it's smooth crisp refreshing and you get that that not overpowering but strong enough mango flavor that you know like oh it's it's got mango in there and it's pretty good nice uh my, one of my other fa- actually two of my other favorites i think have mango in them uh, Heller High Mango by 21st Amendment Brewing out in California oh, is good. really good. They should distribute nationally because I found them here in Greenville. Um, and shout out to my old co-host, Fox. He actually shipped me a, a six-pack a while back. Uh, but that one's really good. And then my other favorite one that I think has mango in it is Fresh Pressed by um, Wicked Weed in Asheville, North Carolina. So... And I'm going to throw out one, one, one last shameless plug Hit it. Um, at, at Matt Jones, TFR brews locally on long Island, 
Um, And he has a Jones Beach Blonde that is phenomenal. And so we do a live draft in Long Island. We did our first inaugural one last year. Um, I I came in dead last. Um, But I got got probably – I probably had the most (laughs) fun on draft night. So I'm going to go with that's a win for everybody. Yeah, 100%. but he brews right in the bar that we did the draft in. And hopefully this year we have the second inaugural Ooh. Long Island content creator um, uh, draft. And um, yeah, absolute fun time. Great guy. And he brews a great beer and it's sold locally and on taps locally and uh, sells out pretty quickly. So go ahead and, and check that out. Uh, Very Jones, nice. Jones Beach Blonde. So, yeah. I will definitely have to try and get me some of that sometime mm-hmm. soon. All right, last question for this round. What time do you start drinking for a 1 p.m. Eastern time game? And is it different if you're watching at home versus watching live? I'm going to answer this one first because I'm going to mm-hmm. disappoint probably everybody. So for a 1 p.m. game... I am probably not drinking because I get home from church just in time to put my kids down for a nap and then start watching. And it's 1 p.m. on a Sunday. We usually do stuff Sunday afternoon after the kids wake up after nap. So I've got to be of somewhat sober mind. So I typically won't drink until maybe the 4 o'clock or the Sunday night football game. Uh, and that does not change for me, whether it's live or at home, because I've never actually been to an NFL game. So there's my disappointing answer. Wow. Uh, so my answer, I'm going to start with this. Ah, there we go. That's beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> um, ah, Coors Light. Definitely not as good as the bourbon I was just drinking, but washes it down nice and smooth. Like, um, I mean, this. I was responding to this question on Twitter, and it's like, well, how much of the game do you want to remember? Um, <laughs> because I've I've been I, I went live to a game in Buffalo in the middle of December. That was a oh goodness, I can't remember what year it was, but it was the Browns Bills game, and the total finished at like nine or twelve. There was a few field goals that were made. It was just. It, it was sloppy football all over, but there is one thing that, and and I've only been to Bill Stadium and the Jets and Giants Stadium, and I will say one thing that I I feel I can say pretty confidently is Bill's tailgates are phenomenal and one of a oh, kind. Oh yeah, that and doesn't so, me at all. Yeah, and so <laughs> you know, like that's for a long time a very long stretch of time, the best part of going to a Bills game was being so drunk that you don't remember watching the actual football game because you had so much fun at the tailgate. And let's be honest, you didn't really miss much in terms of Bills football. No, so, not recently. <laughs> you know, it, de- it depends on how much you want to see. Now, currently, you know, you might want to scale that back a little bit because you want to see, you want to see Josh Allen go. You want to see Diggs. You want to see Gabe Davis. I'm still holding out. You want to see Devin Singletary, probably not for fantasy teams, but you want to see him still get, you know, close to a thousand yards on a season, uh, all purpose scrimmage yards, not, you know, just rushing, but. James Cook has the most overrated landing spot, mm-hmm. a la CEH. And I can say that because I'm still a CEH truther. I, I don't think I don't think it's quite that bad, but I think it is definitely as bad as what people did with Zach Moss two years ago. Where it was yeah, like, Zach Moss, he's going to be awesome. He's going to be great. And what happened? Devin Singletary kept plugging along and kept like kept I being think... kept being good, not great, not fantasy good, just NFL good. good. Yeah, just good. I honestly, I I see all three of the Buffalo backs as good NFL backs, mm-hmm. but that's going to kill you in fantasy. 
Yeah. I don't think any of them can truly be <clears throat> fantasy relevant with all three of them there and yeah. Josh Allen. Yeah. And and what'll happen is what what'll happen is there will be an injury at some point in the season which will free up opportunity and give one faction of people the opportunity to go, I told you, I told you he yeah. was going to take over. And it's like, he didn't take over on his own accord though. He took yes. over because this other person went down and opened the door for that. And that's, yeah. that's if it gets to, you know, the, the running back by committee that I think, I think most of us, most people are kind of expecting, um, you know, Buffalo to kind of roll out this year. Yep. Completely agree. All right. Well, that wraps up this episode of fantasy nightcap. Grab a drink, kick back and relax. Seth, before we go, where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at FF the at home dad. Um, I have a podcast called the fantasy facts over with fantasy data.com. Uh, yeah definitely check that out um my co-host um dynasty underscore pat and i put it out once a week we got a show going on tomorrow shane's been on a couple of times we have a great time there um have a drink talk football um this week we're going to be and tomorrow actually we're going to be doing the anti-ratings rankings show um anti-rankings show um because I, i i tweeted it out a little bit today like i just find the the overwhelming importance that the industry puts on rankings to be used wrong right and so the the idea is with this show to say like here's a different way to think of um it's more so grouping players than it is about ranking them and it goes beyond just tiers where it's like oh well one through four are in this tier and then four through eight are in this tier um without giving too much away it's kind of like we're doing the quarterbacks um tomorrow and it's kind of like saying like okay which is our group of guys that we're we're pretty confident they have the ability to be qb ones like there's a handful of them who has the ability to be a qb one that's that's its own group of guys right there. And that doesn't mean anything about where their ADP is or anything like that. It's like, who are the guys that could, you know, realistically be QB ones. And then there's also like, well, who are the guys that are giving you a decent rushing floor? Who are the guys that are, that you're getting, uh, there's my favorite category I came up with. Who Who's giving you the old man discount? Because it's like, oh, they're 35, they're 36, they're 37. Like, obviously, Tom Brady's in that group who's 45, right? But, like, who are you getting an old man discount on who can do, you know, fantasy-wise, his just produce, 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 produce? Mr. Discount Double Check himself. Yeah, and both, both of those guys are in that category. And so it's not so much about, like, rankings because rankings are rankings – are ranked based on end of year finish. And so, you know, part of the joke thing that I put out was a draft board that was just all based on end of year um, finishes and what that draft board would look like. And it's pure chaos. And there's teams that have, you know, there's, there's, there was a team that, that, that has four quarterbacks in the first five picks. There's teams that have three kickers. There's teams that have, you know, kickers in, I think the highest kicker went in like the seventh or eighth round or something like that. Um, You know, like there, like it just doesn't make sense to do rankings where you're going to be graded on their end of year finish. And that's where, that's where things get a little fishy for me with rankings. And so, um, probably went way too much into the description of that show but I, I i'm i'm excited for it because i personally having done rankings i hate doing rankings <laughs> because, because it is you're fighting with yourself over like okay well i think this guy this guy is gonna be kind of in this range but 
if I went, if I picked two running backs already, I'm super happy with him versus this guy who I have right above him. So do I move him up above him? But then no, if I only drafted, if I only drafted this, then he would actually be here. So then I want to move him here. And then uh, there's no way, there's no way to get the context of what actually happens in a draft in rankings. And that's why I just find it so, um, just so difficult to do rankings well with, without having without having a million different rankings. Here's my rankings for if you draft a running back in the first round. Here's my rankings if you draft a wide receiver in the first round. Here's my follow-up set of rankings where if you went <laughs> running back, running back. Here's my follow-up, follow-up set of rankings if you went wide receiver, wide receiver. Here's my follow-up, follow-up, follow-up set of rankings because Josh Allen fell to you in the third round, and that's extreme value. So now you have to take him. So now here's what the rest of the rankings would look like because no other quarterback is going to be anywhere near that, and you already have a quarterback. So why would you even think about taking another quarterback in the fourth round? And that's why you got to bump all these other guys up above them. And here's my follow-up, 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 follow-up set of rankings. And you now I'm cutting you point. off. Like it's yeah, you get the point. Come on, okay. Tomorrow night, right. the the anti ranking show over at uh, the Fantasy Facts and Fantasy Data. <laughs> and that friends is Seth Keller at FF the At Home Dad. Oh, yeah. And I am Shane Barrett. You can follow me on Twitter at FF Shane B or at Fantasy Nightcap like and subscribe on our YouTube page and check out my pinned tweet because if you do it this month, there's a bonus incentive. Um, We've got a Joe Theismann jersey contest running, so that ends on the 30th of June, and then I'll announce the winner sometime the next week. Um, See, I would be afraid to wear a Joe Theismann jersey just because like LT might be lurking around any corner, and I like my legs in place. (laughs) (laughs) awesome (laughs) well this is the fantasy nightcap where we serve you fantasy advice straight no chaser cheers